Hello, my name's Elaine Brewer-White. I'm a ceramic sculptor and I'm passionate about all things creative. This podcast, as you know, is talking to all kinds of artists, the how and the why they create. I talk to painters, poets, actors, musicians, novelists, clothing designers, leather makers, jewelers, potters, and there is often wine involved. The goal is to celebrate artists and the act of creativity and all the contributions they make that enrich our world. Now on to episode number 12, a great conversation with Canadian actor Bruce Greenwood. Welcome Bruce Greenwood to Creatives Uncorked. Thank you very much, Elaine. And I'm going to have tonight, I'm going to have the Mission Hill Family Reserve 2020 Pinot Gris. Now, have you ever been to Mission Hill? It's on the West Kelowna. It's an amazing place. You know what? Mission Hill, for some weird reason, we have always missed. We've been to a bunch of places, you know, Painted Rock and Brewing Owl. Yeah, and that's Oliver, I think. Yeah, and Oliver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but Mission Hill, I have missed. But it's really a beautiful place. And they have outdoor concerts, like they have an outdoor amphitheater. And then the background is all Okanagan Lake. So, and yeah. I don't, I'm not getting anything for saying this. <laughs> Well, no. I mean, it's a yeah. It's just a place I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what do you have? And are you? Where are you going? I'm, to do? I'm doing um, a painted rock, the red right. icon, Okanagan Valley. That's a 2015. And um, but we have some. You know, we have a bunch of favorite kind of go-to BC wines. The yeah. Burrowing Owl was probably the first one we discovered. Yes, we had a Burrowing Owl. I guess there was a. It was a 99 or a 2000 Ooh, a couple of years wow. ago. Wow. Yeah, that we had had kind of just sitting in the basement. So you stashed it. Just stashed no, in it. your wine collection. It's not the basement. That's You're right, supposed sorry, to yeah. say yeah. in your ce- wine cellar. In the cellar. Yeah, in the <laughs> cellar, in the root cellar. In the root cellar. <laughs> and we pulled it out and we thought, oh, well, it's, you know, it's a kind of a special occasion. Let's see how it is. And it was unbelievable. It, oh. was, it was like transformative. Wow. Probably the best... The best bottle of wine we've ever had. It might have been, you know, might have been the setting, might have been the fact that we waited 20 years to have it. Yeah. But I think it was just one of those things we popped it open and went, I hope it's still good. And oh my God. Oh, so oh, hard to it. not save some, but you have to drink it all. Oh, no, you gotta, you've, you've got to drink it. You've got to drink it in 20 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I no, didn't know there was a, no, a time it, for it set. Okay. No, it really suffers. The fine wines really suffer after about yeah. 15 minutes. You know, you got 15 minutes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, good to know. I, I've never had, we've never had a wine that we brought home and, and it never made it past like two years. <laughs> well, that's not you true. Know, this no. one's going to, it kind of snuck off into a corner. I guess we it, forgot. It, it hit on you. Yeah, yeah, it hit on us, and yeah. uh, it was afraid of being drunk. It, it oh, okay. Every time. And okay. It was an apprehensive wine. <laughs> yeah, well, there was a slight tremor, and it rolled out of a corner in the basement, and there it was. Oh, yeah. see, there's things to be said for earthquakes. Yeah, and there's it's the other one thing. that we, we really love, although um, it's it's pricey, but it's really good, is this yeah. Nota Bene, the Black Hills. Black um, Hills, where is that? Don't say the Black Hills. The Okanagan Valley. Okay, okay. I've never heard of that one, but there's so many. There's apparently like over 400 wineries right now in the Okanagan Valley. So there's uh, work to be done on my part. It's tricky to just ample them all, but I've tried. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hello? Okay, so just, just we'll get back on track. Now we got the wine, which is excellent. Part of the, that's the vibe we're going for here. Bruce, still, do you, you're, you're Canadian. 
I'm still Even Canadian. You, yeah, you yeah. live you live in the states now, but you're Canadian and you've kept your. I'm so happy about that. Of course, you've kept your. Oh Canadian. my goodness, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. There was there's no question about keeping Canadians. I'm still Canadian. I'm. Yeah. Do you say Canadian. a at the end of everything still? Oh, yeah, no? yeah, for yeah. sure. Perfect. Okay. You've made a very successful career in acting. And would you consider yourself a character actor? Because you've played so many different roles. Have you done 78 plus movies? I read that somewhere. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, my God. But that's a lot of movies. Like you're all are you? Yeah, always no, I'll working? do anything, Elaine. <laughs> I mean, you'll you do know. anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, so that's a yeah. secret to your success. You just if say I'm not yes. busy. I'm busy because I don't want to be not busy. Yeah. Just now I'm just trying to learn how to take a take a minute to take a break, but it's very difficult once Yeah, once you're working all the time. Well, no, in this business, the whole idea is you you never really know if the next job is going to happen and even even, you know, relatively successful or moderately successful, you You but you often don't think that that's that that's a that that's a given. That that's a foregone conclusion. Really, even someone of, of your success, like you worked with all the heavyweights, with Meryl Streep, with I mean, just all and this list of movies and TV shows, and you still worry about the phone not ringing. I don't know that you, you can't really categorize it as worry as much okay. as it's the bread and the bone that. That's yeah, true. You, yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't worry about it, but I. I plan to keep working, you know? Yeah, well, it, exactly. Uh, In the arts, we don't retire, do we? No, we're just lucky enough to do something that we really enjoy. So yeah. I want to do more of it. Although I'm trying, I'm hoping this year to concentrate a little bit more on music. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, I want to talk to you, uh, talk a lot about that. Because this podcast is all about the, the act of creativity, you know, and mm-hmm. and all the different art forms. And so your original art form is acting. And acting is that you can't do your art form without, it's not like a painter or a sculptor. You have to work with other people, for the most part, unless you're doing a one-man show. Mm-hmm. But your creativity is somehow influenced. Your choices that you make in your roles are influenced by the, the script, the director. The, so how do you go about finding the creative edge in the roles that you do? Does that make sense? Well, I mean, if you're asking me how I pick roles, it's... You know, if I if I read something that the whole piece I'm responding to on a kind of visceral level or an intellectual mm-hmm. level or an enter- purely entertained level, mm-hmm. then I go, okay, well, this the whole thing is working on on some kind of level. So how can I? What does my participation add to it? Right. And um, can I make it more than it is, or am I up to? Is there somebody else that's better for this role than I am? Or no, I think I can. I think I can do something original with it. But a lot of times you just go. Oh God, I don't think I can do that. I better try. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So it's a challenge. Yeah. You kind of go, well, I'm, it's a job. I don't have another job waiting. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm, if I, this is in my sweet spot, but I'm, I'm going to try. And, and sometimes you're successful and sometimes you're less successful and that's right. You, know, you can look back at it and go, well, cause a lot of times, you know, you'll, you'll take a movie because you think the role is great. Or you think the participants are great. Yeah. And, and you have a good time and yeah. Sometimes you'll take it because you think I need a job oh, and, okay. and this is just okay. But the people you end up meeting are fantastic. Okay. Have, you know, yeah. you have a series of experiences that are connected to the event of doing that movie. You know, right. sometimes it's off in some foreign land that's really exciting or whatever. And, and there's, there's so much more to just the, to, to just, than just the role. Yeah. You know? Yes. Uh, so it's the actual experience. Yeah, a lot of the excitement and a lot of the the memories that are created are don't necessarily happen on the set. They happen with the people. They happen in between oh. the shots, and they happen right. with the people you meet and the places you go in between. And so, because we're incredibly lucky to be able to 
travel around to yeah. do this. Yeah. Yeah. So you've traveled all over the world, I imagine, for mm-hmm. the various movies that you've and yeah. you filmed in Vancouver. Okay, well, done, yeah, we did Double Jeopardy there. That was Double like, Jeopardy. Oh, I love that movie. And didn't iRobot shoot in? Yeah, iRobot shot up there. Yeah, that's right. right. So where's the most exciting place that you ever filmed oh, in? Oh, man. I mean, Elena, we, China was amazing. Um, Brazil. Mm. Where'd you film in Brazil? In um, Bahia. Okay. And also in Rio. That was really incredible. South Africa a couple times. Wow. Australia a couple times. Yeah. Have you yeah. been working throughout the pandemic? No, we took, we, I was, was doing this show, this hospital show for Fox called The Resident. Right. We're going into our fifth year in year three, the end, towards the end of year three, I guess the March when it all kind of fell apart. Yeah. We, we pulled the plug and, you know, we sat out for, 10 months. Wow. Yeah. But it was the first time I'd been home in this house and we've lived here for 20 years. Yeah. First time I'd been home in this house for more than probably two months at a stretch. So you were, you're in LA, your home base is in, in LA, but you were living in Atlanta to do the TV yeah, series. Yeah. Resident. We, were, we were based in Atlanta and they pulled the plug and we all went home and I hadn't been home for more than two months in a row for a decade. Wow. So it was fantastic fantastic oh it must be you know yeah. just fixing the gutters and you know rebuilding the garage and, <laughs> yeah you know because i like i just like doing that stuff yeah, you know? so yeah. It's handy that way so it was great i didn't i, I lost weight during the pandemic because i was just working my you're working yeah. yeah that's what gordon's been doing too he's right now redoing our patio like the flagstone yeah. of our patio yeah. so yeah. I keep saying, take an Epsom salt bath. And he goes, no, I'm fine. Okay. Well, no, Epsom salts are good. I rec- highly recommend them. No, but can only. <laughs> I, had a, I had a really, it was a very productive, restorative time during the pandemic. Yeah. It was, really, it was very still for us, you know. Still, and that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. So you, during the pandemic, were you, now you, you were also saying about your music. I had been working right before the pandemic hit. I had just finally found a group of guys in Atlanta that were really, that were dialed in the kind of stuff that I'm trying to do. I rehearsed with them a few times and, and it felt like it was going well. So we recorded a bunch of stuff. So the plan was to put together, you know, an hour long show or hour and 20 minutes show and go okay. out and gig a little in the Atlanta area. And, oh, cool. You know, so, so and what kind of music is it? Kind of bluesy R&B. Right. Kind of. Awesome. Is, is, is nobody's reinventing the wheel. It just kind of feels good and it's energetic. Okay. And yeah. are you, you're, so you play guitar and do you do vocals yeah. as well? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm writing the tunes and playing. Oh, them. you're writing them. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So there's yeah. no covers. This is all original material. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see if anybody comes, you know, who knows? <laughs> I mean, I, and I What's don't. What's the band called? We never got it. You know, we just started playing together. We didn't never, ever, never called it anything. We, oh, just, okay. we were just playing because we never got a chance to go out. So we're hoping that. Because of COVID, right? Yeah. We're hoping that as COVID kind of drifts away, that we'll be able to go out and gig a little bit. So I don't know what we'll call it. Oh, um, wow. We could have a suggestion box. <laughs> a suggestion box, <laughs> a digital yeah. suggestion box. Yeah. What yeah. is Bruce's band called? <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, I just, I really just want to play for fun. And, and if we can entertain yeah. people, so much the better. Yeah. Yeah. Have you always played? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've always played. I'm I'm a, you know, barely serviceable player, really. Barely you know? serviceable. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's you a know. great sell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can, you know, I, if the band is strong, I can sort of hang with the band if they don't ask too much of me. And Okay. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, I'm not pretending to be a, I, I wish I was a guitar hero. I'm, I'm not, you know. Okay. So. But you write the music. Write, but I love writing songs and, yeah. and I love playing with people and. If I can do that and, and get out and other people can enjoy that, that'd be fantastic. Oh, oh yeah, that'd be so much fun. Where is the muse? 
do you consider it a muse? Like when you're writing songs, what, how do you, how do this ideas come to you? I'm really good with deadlines. Ah, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> you know, so yeah. if I have to, if I, if I've said to the guys, I've got a, I've got a verse and a chorus and no bridge and we're meeting tomorrow, I'm going to write a bridge. Okay. But if I'm not meeting till Thursday, I'm not going to write a bridge till Wednesday. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if I tell myself, if, if I've, I've got to have a song done by tomorrow, I'll get yeah. it done. If I just wait for the quote unquote muse to hit me, yeah, I'll just fiddle and fritter my time away. Right. Okay. It's so very, deadlines are good. Yeah. Deadlines really, I find deadlines quite creative, inspiring. If they're that's a that's a bad choice of words, but no, if, yeah, if yeah. I have to come up with something, I can. And if I don't have to, I'll just cycle through a thousand ideas and never pick one. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of the same way. I, I yeah, I do like deadlines are good. Yeah, they they put you to work. Yeah, and they, you know what deadlines create focus, of course, right? So right, right, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's I don't have a my my ability to naturally focus is is maybe not as strong as other people. So if I have a deadline, I, that helps me kind of get channeled. Yeah. No, no squirrel. No, no. <laughs> you have a yeah. deadline. <laughs> yeah. As, as, you know, a car passing won't, you know, I won't sort yeah. of get up. Well, I, I want some cheese on toast. And- yes. Do you look to, forward to like putting out an album or is that in the, or you just want to do live performance first? Um, no, we're recording, you know, yeah. and, and I think if we end up like gigging and stuff, we'll, you know, we'll put the CDs up for sale at the show and, but like, it's so easy to be on Spotify now. I can tell you <laughs> that, that, oh, it is. It's, it totally is. I saw an interview with Pink the other day and she said through the pandemic, she learned how to use GarageBand, right. you know, and, and, right. and never had to do that before. And she's loving being able to put her own music together on her own time and in her, in her own way, instead of having to go into a studio. So yeah, no, I've done that forever and ever and ever. I'm kind of doing it in the reverse order. Like I've always had music programs like like Logic or GarageBand or stuff like that. Yeah. Or Pro Tools. And I've always, always recorded. Like I've mm. started recording with Norm Foot 35 years ago on yeah. the, you know, four track cassette thing. So I've I, I love recording. I love the technical aspect of it. And oh, so okay. So, so you like to record and edit and, and do all that and play with all that stuff to create yeah, a, a really do, unique sound. My my musicality is is what it is. And and when you which is to say it's you know it's somewhat limited, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um and when you play with other people, all of a sudden you go, oh that's a great idea. And it gives mm-hmm. you an idea. It gives them an idea. Mm-hmm. And if you're you know, if you're alone in a room yeah, you know, one of those guys who can write a symphony alone in his room. I, I don't have those muscles. No, no, but that, but that's again like musicians. It's a communal act of creation, almost, isn't it? Sometimes I'm by myself in the studio all day, and sometimes you really do need interaction, or you need people to bounce ideas off of. And it's uh, you have to work at keeping community when you're isolated like that. So well, but I was thinking about what the the way your faces and well, your all your shapes are incredibly evocative, right? But and particularly the faces mm. and feet, right? And and mm. this is mm. all that. But how do you? How long does it take you to make? you know, one of your sort of 16 inch high. Um, oh, a figurative you know, piece? It, yeah. it, de- it depends. If it's a portrait of someone, it takes longer. But if it's just my own ideas and the sculpting time would take maybe 12 hours and, and then, yeah. uh, then the coloring and the finishing and the firings and right. yeah, right. About 20 hours altogether, maybe. Anyways, but this is an interview for you. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm just, um, I mean, when, yeah. if I'm building a song, for example, yeah. some, sometimes I don't, you know, I don't paint it and glaze it, right? It's just mm-hmm. the basic bones of the song, and I keep that's the fundamentals. And uh, you know, I, ideally now I'll be able to bring that fundamentally sculpted thing to mm-hmm. other people who can go, 
well, you know what, this, the color that's going to make this thing really pop is. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm uh, very that's... excited about that. And I, I mean, I, and I like going to work as an actor and everything. Uh, in year five with the resident, I'm really looking forward to going to going back to Atlanta and hooking up all, with a bunch of great people that I've met there mm-hmm. and doing some music and, you know, doing the show as well. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and really focusing on, on those two things on working on the show and working on music and and hooking up with these players that I've met there. Yeah. 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 And then, and then hopefully putting out an album or you said you were like we were saying before, I mean, if, if we put an album out, if we get lucky enough to be able to go out and gig, then we'll, you know, we'll have some form of an album that's available at the shows and stuff. And, you know, people like it, people like it. If they, you know, if they don't, they would have left a show already. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting the live performance, which people are going to be dying for because. Right. Right. Our hope is that people have been so starved for live performances that they'll even have mine. <laughs> right. And, th- and then again, this refers back to we need a, a title for the band, of course. Right. That's right. Know. That's yeah. right. Not sure what that's going to be. It's whether yeah. it'll be uh, overage white band has already been used. So <laughs> wasn't that was a Vancouver band after the average white band. Then there was the overage white band. There was. And in fact, I, I think um, it okay. might even have been uh, Bill Buckingham might even have been part of that. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that we've got that cleared up. Yeah. Yeah. Cleared up. And that's, I don't know if we'd use my name or not, if that would pull people or draw or, you know, no. drive more people away than it would pull in. You never know. Might do something like, you know, maybe it's something like free shoes and people think expecting, come expecting to get free shoes. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? And then it's not free shoes. It's just a, you know, low down soul band. Low down soul band. Oh, there's one too. Low down soul band. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, so yeah, it's about acting. And music and music is always being part of your life and you want it right now like you're really pumped because you're writing music you want to perform the music you know i've written lots of songs with friends lots of songs with norm foot of course mm-hmm. and some of those songs have been on his albums mm-hmm. but i've always sort of written and then just sort of recorded myself or recorded with yeah. a couple other people piece by yeah. piece by piece yeah. and what i experienced this past year was so different for me i got to actually play with a real band and we recorded the real band playing in real time and it felt way more alive and then you can work on the songs with other people and and all of a sudden five good musical minds is way better than my one half of a musical mind yeah 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 it's a process of connection yeah absolutely you know there's such a thing like we were saying before as a one-man show so you can act alone yes but but it's difficult to act in a vacuum right Hmm. so like one man shows are, are tricky, but when there's somebody else on stage with you, you can play and exciting stuff happens and it's mm. the same thing musically. So mm. that's what I haven't had a lot of experience with and what I'm really looking forward to. Do you like to improvise? Have you ever had a director that let you improvise with lines? Oh yeah. I mean, that happens, it happens frequently. It's just a matter of degree. A lot of people will tell you they go in with an idea and then people just, just jam until it feels really funny. Yeah. And with the drama, it's a little more specific and sometimes yeah. Sometimes there'll be a phrase that, that feels awkward or sometimes they'll, and you adjust it accordingly. So it feels good in your mouth and other mm-hmm. times you'll, but you know, the challenge with an actor sometimes is you, if a phrase feels awkward in a way, it's up to you to find who that character is for whom that phrase would not be awkward. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you, if, with an, if a young actor looks at a, looks at a writer or a director and says, my character wouldn't say that the director or the writers within the rights to go, no. The character is saying that, yeah. and it's up to you, you to figure to, out who that character is. Yes, you have how to that find character the path would there. Say that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that whole thing about you know my character wouldn't say that. It's like 
No, dude, it's on the page. So your character is saying that yeah. de facto. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are directors like Christopher Guest, who he's made his career about creating movies that are solely improv. Well, they have a they have a loose framework, and then the actors yeah. improvise within it. But like Spinal about- Tap, the same thing. Apparently, yeah. they walked on the set, and there were some ideas, and they didn't yeah. know what they were going to shoot that day. And, yeah. and I heard waiting for I did, this might not be true. It might be you know just a waiting well, for Guffman. So, yeah, a, waiting for Guffman was a four hour cut. Yeah, yeah, and it, I used to teach improv and that was I'd like using his films to talk about that you know so that the young actors were prepared to go off script if they had to because I understand more and more directors sort of like that sometimes like to see where yeah. they would lead yeah so. yeah I think I think that's true less true in television because yeah you know, you've got you know there's like seven or eight acts in every 42 minute show you know wow. commercials yeah. and, yeah. and you know, they like to have button outs and little, little button phrases at the out before every commercial and it's uh and it's and it's also highly expositional in the in the shows that are to the sort of medium level shows it's a lot of actors explaining what you're about to see and what you've just seen mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than let you oh. wonder what you what wonder what you've just seen oh i see so many tiny cliffhangers within one show yeah, many, many cliffhangers, not really even cliffhangers, but just... No, uh, suggestions. Yeah. Suggestions of what's coming up. Oh, okay. And what, you, and what you've just seen. I mean, there's that old adage yeah. about in television, sort of bad television. You tell them what they're going to see, you tell them what yeah. they're seeing, you tell them what they just saw. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes it easy for the viewer. Just sit back yeah. and be fed this. <laughs> well, because a lot of people, you know, you don't realize, but a lot of people sort of watch a show with one eye. They're, mm-hmm. they're, making, they're making dinner, yeah. you know, their kids are running around, they're trying to do some homework, they're doing this or do, doing that. And they're kind of watching the show that it's keeping them company in a way, mm-hmm. you know, so they're not really, so it's good. Oh, yeah, that's right. I heard. Yeah, they mm-hmm. said, you know, so you, you don't lose track of it because you don't have to yeah. watch it that carefully. Very interesting. Okay. Unlike a, a drama or a, of the movies that you've been in, that's a different framework. Just unlike the better written shows that require yeah. you to pay attention every minute. Well, yeah. You don't, that, you don't pay attention, you're going to miss, miss a clue or detail that it'll inform you do you have a character that i mean you you have such a great career you've played so many different characters good guys bad guys and everything in between so what you were talking about when you 13 days when you played jfk that must have been a lot of prep it was a ton of prep and it was really fun and that's one of one of my favorite experiences but like we were saying before sometimes the experience of making a movie is trumps the result of the movie itself you know because you met they were great the experience was great but the movie turned out not to be great or vice versa you know yeah and some of some of my favorite characters have have been in movies that haven't even been released. Oh, really? That can't be released. That couldn't find an audience. Oh, you know? you're kidding! I mean, oh. I did a I did a movie a couple of years ago, about five or six years ago, called Rehearsal, uh-huh. where I played um an old English um, director and a great big white beard, and it was really really fun, and oh. and it was very low budget, yeah. but. Um, you know, for some reason it didn't get, we, they couldn't sell it. So, really? but it was a really fun character and there were some wonderful moments. And, you know, I'm so, I'm so close to the movies that I'm in quite frequently yeah. that I can't, yeah. I can't evaluate them yeah. until a, like for another, for a decade. And then I'll look back and go, oh, that was a good movie. Oh my God, that was terrible. No wonder it didn't get released. Oh, you know? really? You're, yeah. Like you said, you're too close to it. Yeah. I'm yeah. To, cause what I, cause when I, I can't evaluate my work because when I look at it within that period, like right after making the movie, I'll go, all I will see was, oh, I see. But I, I, uh, I remember what I was trying to do, but it didn't right. quite 
doesn't come across like I yeah. was trying to make it come across. So all I see are the uh, missed opportunities and mistakes. Right. Yeah. So you're very critical. Yeah. Yeah. You can, I mean, yeah. I can't help but be, you know. Yeah, I mean, sure. Because that's part of the process too. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I mean yeah. most, I don't think it, most actors will tell you they have a hard time watching themselves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I understand that. Well, what about like, so as your career advances, like the the work you've done with Adam Egoyan, and, and that's, those characters are, are just seeped in so much tragedy in a lot of ways. So how, mm-hmm. how do you see those characters now? Do you ever go back and watch those movies? Well, I got together with Adam about four years ago for the 25th anniversary of Sweet Hereafter. Oh, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Well, it's a wonderful movie. Yeah. And um, I probably hadn't seen it for 20 years or more. Mm-hmm. And I uh, found it very moving. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, the the relationships and the performances still resonate, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, But it was so much time had passed that I could look at it. I could look at the stuff that, that I did and almost think of it like somebody else, you know. Right. So, yeah. So you could be more objective then in some ways. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I just recently watched Gerald's Game. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A lot of sit-ups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you spent half of that movie in your underwear, man. <laughs> yeah, Bruce, well, you're going to be in your underwear for like three weeks. And, uh, you know, I suggest you cut back in the pasta. You know, I was very, I was really religious on that when I was like one glass of wine maximum, don't eat after six o'clock. Oh. You know? Oh my God. Yeah. Did you know the Stephen King book before you? No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, it was great film. I just like Gordon watched it with me a second time. He loved that film. And, it, and he's like, no, I'm not telling you anything. Yeah. 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 And Carla's fantastic. We yeah. became really good friends and she's, she's just so game and all oh. about just one of those people who is all about problem solving. Huh. Right. What there's always positive energy and always about how do we, whatever the issue is, could be from, anything from this is a bizarre location full of bugs and rats to mm-hmm. the scene doesn't work for some reason and she's mm-hmm. all about fixing it not about laying blame not about complaining not about anything but yeah. digging in and making it the best it can be in the moment and yeah it was a great um just a just a really visceral reminder for me about how what a what a positive force you can be on a set. Yeah. She's yeah. I have tremendous respect for her. So that was a great set to be on then. It was yeah. Kind of, yeah. And, and, and it was just and really just cast. the two of us, you know, it was yeah. just the two of us like yeah. working it out. And and um it was amazing actually because originally the part had been offered to somebody else, another woman. Oh wow. Who was a friend of mine. And uh and I took it because I thought it would be really fun to work with her. Okay. And so the strange thing was, uh, she took the movie and then the director called me and she, and he said, listen, she's out. And this is like a 10 days before we're supposed to start shooting. And I go, what do you mean she's out? And what had happened was Stephen King wrote the novel. Right. And then many different writers had written screenplays for oh, this okay. with the same title. Okay. And when she was offered this movie, yes. somebody, I think it was at the Morris office, sent her a draft of a movie that had been written by somebody else. Oh, no, the wrong script. The wrong script. And she said yes. Yeah. And then she was talking to the director like 10 days before we are shooting. Yeah. He was saying, um, created this uh, device of a double, this projection. And he was saying to her, um, I just want to make sure you're okay with the shoulder of the woman that will be shooting over when we shoot you mm-hmm. over your double. And she goes, double, what are you talking about? And he goes, what do you you mean? What am I talking about? Don't mess with me. The double, when you're playing Jesse one and there's Jesse one, which is you and Jesse two, which is your double. She goes, there's no Jesse two in my script. And he goes, don't, don't fuck with me. (laughs) Come on now. Get serious. And she says, 
who wrote your script? And he goes, I wrote my script. Mike Flanagan, I wrote my script. Oh. And, she, and she goes, you didn't write my script. Oh, no. You didn't write the script that I said yes to. Oh, no. And he's good the whole time. He's going, you got this has got to be some really elaborate. It's like pump. another Stephen King novel. <laughs> like, I'm, totally, I'm totally getting punked. But it turns out that's what happened. Mm. And then. And I talked to her, you know, like, and she, so she said, I can't do it. I don't, what you wrote is not something that speaks to me. Right. Oh, wow. So she called me and she said, I'm so sorry. I just can't do it. And I, I said, I, I mean, I understand. What could I say? Right. Mm-hmm. She goes, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't figure out why you would want to do this movie with me. And I went, what do you mean? We would have been great together. And she goes, yeah, but in my script, you die on like page six. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I come back a lot. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I go, no, in our script we get to spend the whole, you know, the whole movie together. But oh. but anyway, it turned out to be a, a was a total silver lining because Carla was fantastic. Yeah. But I've been telling everybody watch this movie and I can't say anything about it. <laughs> Do you have you ever done comedies? Have you done many comedies? Not successfully. You're so funny and you think you would be offered comic roles all the time, but I've been, you know, being being funny on purpose is a whole lot harder than being funny, yes, you know, just, true. you know, yeah. moment to moment. You know, uh, I get to do little fun bits with Jane and the resident. That's one of the nice things about it. Yeah, I know? noticed that. That's she's, lovely. Yeah. Because she's a genius with that, you know, and I get, and we really enjoy each other's company doing that kind of stuff. But I'm hoping to do, I mean, I would love to do a full on flat foot banana peel, you know, down the manhole comedy. Mm. But, you know, Put just, it out there. I think the- that, you know, if I if if it had my career had begun in a slightly different way, I think um mm. that's where I would have ended up. But mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I got a couple of serious parts, and then suddenly, you know, that's who you are. So there is a bit of typecasting, even though you do you feel there that no, you're it's typecasting? not typecasting at all. No. It's not typecasting. It's typing. Typing. Yeah, not oh. typecasting. It's okay, like, so it's the script you get. They see you do one thing twice, and they go, "That's what he does." And okay. if you don't have the the fortitude to go i'm not going to do that a third time i'm going to wait until something else comes up uh, i see okay then, right then you it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and, right you know and i was like oh I'm, i love to work i'll just keep working without yeah. really realizing that you know what i'm i'm creating a trench for myself without really realizing it. oh but you play good guys and bad guys all the time there's yeah but they're all pretty they're serious one way or the other oh yeah that's true yeah it's not as comic as yeah that was was well there's probably more work for serious than there is for slapstick (laughs) i don't know i mean that's will ferrell oh yeah yeah Yeah. or i mean steve carell is like a great not that i would try to compare myself in any way but he's one of those guys who is hysterically funny and when he's dead serious you buy that yes too. he did, bri- did bridge that after the office into yeah dramas yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah okay well i was going to get back with the improvising do you like to improvise in your music like when you're on when you're playing with the other guys do you ever go off when you're, and- yeah when you're rehearsing there's all it's all about that to find yeah. out what's gonna what's gonna work and then once you find it something that works it's trying to stay in the pocket and make it feel fresh all the time ah um, that's great well, if you're singing like you're improvising in terms of timing, I am anyway. When you're writing the songs, like well, that is that's that's improv. Period. I mean, that's yeah. we're just trying things and trying things and trying things and trying things until something sticks. And you get the song, you take it to the guys, then they work on it, they add their stuff to it. Yeah, then they go, okay, this is what. It, what about this feel? What about that feel? What about this feel? You know, I'll come in with a certain feel, and they'll go that. Or I had this tune. Tell me if this translates at all. But okay. <clears throat> So I had that kind of groove going and they came up with something that just made it feel a whole 
a whole lot slinkier and a whole oh. lot here and oh cool and, um and i could keep playing the same part yeah but when i had recorded the song originally i didn't think of you know i naturally i didn't yeah. think of it. i'm not a bass player i'm not a drummer i'm not a keyboard player yeah i didn't think of all the stuff that they came up with that would that would enhance it and that's just one of the things where you're playing with other people and you're not trying to play all the parts you realize that oh my god it's just gonna go in so many different directions yeah 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 and so it's that... trying to find it's trying to find what the song really wants to be because i have yeah. I, i'm a i'm limited as a guitar player so yeah. i know the sentiment that i'm trying to get across yeah but sometimes my in fact often my playing is not really up to the sentiment that i wish i was conveying okay so i can play a feel and somebody else will go yeah. Okay. That would. That's. A, that's a. You know. Without saying it, they'll be nice enough not to say. Well, that's a horrendously derivative, and why would we try something else? <laughs> you know. Uh, so it's just for me. It's just a blessing to be able to play with other people and. Yeah. It's and so great collaboration. And it's also fun to be in a room with people. Yeah. And yeah. Right. Real people that breathe and and you know? don't wear masks and. Real people that even if they're yelling through a mask right now, I'll, I'll give anything. It's true. <laughs> hang out with people. Sort of insecure about my abilities. So I. Yeah. You know, I don't want to foist myself on some, some real musician who's, you know. Well, you have to. Like, I, I foisted no, I myself you on you for this interview. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You just got to keep day. foisting. You got to keep foisting. Day after day. <laughs> Come on. I, I, I can't see you. I can't hear you. You disappeared. Right? Say yeah. that again. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Oh. oh, this has been so great. So, Bruce, wind it up now. If you want to play this out. <laughs> No, no, I'm not no. going to play you off. Not if you can't hear it. I, I heard that. That was great. Thanks so much, Bruce, for doing this. I really appreciate it. Oh. Yeah, it was really fun, Elaine. You know, when the masks come off and we come yeah. back to the let's all get together. Yeah, you look You'll have to come sit in our new patio. <laughs> where, are you guys, where are you guys living? In Fort Langley. We live in Fort Langley. Yeah, so anyways. You know where the, where the ferry used to be? That's right, yeah. Right there. I, there's an antique store there that I just love. Yeah, and that's there. Yeah, the antique mall. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's grandma's china goes to die. <laughs> right, 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 right. For sure. So much, but yeah, we had a few technical difficulties, which I won't get into. Whatever. Now, but uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's all good. Thanks again. Of course. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really fun, Elaine. fascinating discussion about his career in acting and his passion for his music and just uh, so you know uh, we briefly referred to some technical difficulties because the original interview was cut short by some internet gremlin we suddenly just got a black screen halfway through and so bruce generously agreed to do a second interview on another day which was then edited together by moi and for his troubles I sent him a mug from my new series of mugs for pandemics called the Fuckity Fuck Mugs. And this is why this episode is the only one that will be rated 18A. <laughs> so, they're going to be up on my website shortly. Uh, happy to send you one for a price. <laughs> and thanks for listening. Remember, creativity is intelligence having fun. <laughs>